Hey everybody, welcome to Nutri IQ Radio where we talk about all things food, fitness and feeling good. We've had a few weeks off from the show because we've been really knuckling down, putting loads of work into the app. Little things that take a lot of work like improving the design, adding in new recipes and building awesome new features like our progress trackers and daily goal tracker. If you're not already using the Nutri-IQ Smart Plan Builder, you can get started today for free by clicking the link in the description below. Bear in mind, we're only at the web-based app stage right now, and we're planning to be in the app stores in the next couple of months, so you won't find us in those quite yet. So, on with the show. This week, we've got an interview with the awesome Alan Reed. If you listened to our last show where I interviewed Z, Alan and I met at the same place, a summer camp out in the States. We talked about loads of good stuff and Alan is so passionate and energetic, you can't not get hyped listening to him talk. In our conversation, we talked about why it's so important to get kids active, how you can stay active as we come out of lockdown and just generally as an adult, and why it's so important to keep that up as we get older too. We recorded this a few weeks ago while we were still right in the middle of lockdown, by the way. So when we talk about that stuff, don't worry, you haven't missed out on a recent major news update or anything. Here we go. Alan, welcome to the show. What's good, bro? It's been a while. I know, long time, two years almost, but uh, good to see your face. And you, my friend. Two years has flown by. I I feel like loads has happened, but not a lot kind of thing. Seems like yesterday. Yeah, I know. It does it does fly. Um, but hopefully you'll be back there soon. Um, but people don't even know where there is. So how about we just start by letting people know a bit about you, who you are, what you do? All right. Well, I'm Alan. I currently specialize in teaching groups. And... Sorry, I just lost that, you. It just went off for a second. Sorry. You said I'm it's Alan, sorry. currently specialize, and then it disappeared. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Do you want to just start that bit again? And I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Alan. Uh, I currently specialize uh, in teaching group fitness, a group exercise, all based in the studio. Uh, prior to that, I've been a personal trainer. I've worked in uh, high-end management within the fitness industry, as well as being, you know, the regular fitness uh, instructor, you know, reception work. There's a couple of degrees in there somewhere. But where you and I linked up was my involvement with working at summer camp in the U.S., and um, looking after all of our children in a fitness capacity. And we linked up there where you were looking after our boys program, or part of the team looks after the boys program, and uh, we all hung out and kind of got a good feel, and here we are. So that's a nutshell what I do. I work at the moment with two main companies. Uh, They specialize more in the boutique fitness market, Uh, so not necessarily your local leisure center. Well, I do have some involvement with those. And I predominantly teach studio cycling. That's kind of my number one, what I'm known for, as well as teaching studio strength and as well as a couple of Les Mills programs. So if anyone's familiar with Les Mills, it's a company out of New Zealand that specializes, really specializes in teaching or delivering uh, group fitness. So over the years, I've taught a lot of their programs, but I'm currently teaching uh, one. I would love to get my second one back up and running. Uh, but ultimately, me, I want to help people move. Uh, I love exercising. I love music. So exercise to music is really like a driving force and something that I am extremely passionate about. I think uh, it's, a, it's a way to get people engaged in a workout without necessarily thinking about the workout. So that's kind of what I get up to on a day to day. Although right now, and like most of us in the last 
eight weeks in here in my apartment flat here on the south coast of England, um, taking in my sea views and just trying to keep it low key and you know send out some positive messages when I can to my class and to all my friends. Awesome. Love it. So what you said there in the middle about you know your whole thing is just helping people move and getting people moving. It's what you love. We've not really spoken much about the exercise side of health and well-being and fitness and everything yet on the podcast. So do you want to give us a quick rundown, just in case people don't know for any reason, why is exercise important? Why do you want to get people moving? Right. I mean, if we listen to this in the current times, if anyone's listening to this right now or in the future, we're in a time where we're all locked down and the government has um, put it into our lives, the importance of moving for multiple factors. And when I say moving, moving for me is just any kind of movement. There isn't necessarily a strategy to it. Um, so you've got moving, exercise and training. I have three distinct categories for that. And in this time and for the majority of our life and our day, we want to be moving and exercising often. And that's for great mental health because there's loads of great components to why exercise can help us feel good. And it is Mental Health Awareness Week. So, you know, doing a bit of exercise can really help us uh, keep a good mental state in tougher times and, you know, throughout our usual, normal, I use that in inverted commas, years, as well as the other cool things about moving is um, ensuring that our cardiovascular system works well. So our heart and our lungs, our circulatory system, getting that blood around the body, um, our joints, our muscles, and all of this leads into just uh, having better longevity, um, which I think is one of the key ones, you know, to, to live uh, a long and moving life. I don't know if you've ever seen kind of those who are in the retirement age and maybe, I don't know their background, but they're kind of shuffling along or they're not able to get out that much. Mm -hmm. um, and I find that kind of a driving force to me to inspire and motivate others to say, hey, if we just do a little bit every day, we keep it moving, we keep trying, keep enjoying things, we keep doing that every day through the rest of our life, when we do get a little bit older, we might not be confined as much to that chair. And then we can still go out and do great things. So not am I yeah, thinking exactly. about today, tomorrow, but I'm also thinking all the way down the line. And whenever I'm working with anyone in, in what I do, that's kind of the, the driver behind it. That's, you know, we don't want to get too scientific, but I think most people knowing, uh, listening, and uh, really understand the importance of exercise, um, for the mind, body, and spirit. We'll just leave it at that one. It's kind of a yeah. cliche term, but sums up well. Yeah, what you said there about, you know, thinking about it all the way down the line, where you think about people who are getting a little bit older and starting to slow down. When I think of those kinds of situations, the thing that always comes to me is that old classic saying of, you don't stop playing because you get older. You get old because you stop playing. Yeah, that was, um, um, I thought it was George Bernard Shaw, wasn't it? Did he say that? I'm not even sure if that's the right words, but along those it, lines. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. I am a firm believer in this. Like, we could find examples of those who have been retired for a long time who are still doing incredible things, probably running marathons, doing Ironman, you know, doing lots of yoga, super flexible, strong. I've seen examples of all of that. And that's mm. simply, it doesn't matter when they started as such, it's the fact that they, raw exercise into their life yeah. and then was consistent at doing it every day. Yeah. Uh, and me, for what I do, um, the importance of play or make an exercise kind of play-based or certainly have that fun factor as well as some other you know, more serious components is the key 
to making it um, part of a lifestyle um, and something that people will be super consistent with. And so, like you said, uh, we grow old because we stop playing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people out there listening, if I said to them, what do you do for fun? And what do you do for play? It might draw a blank. Like I can yeah. answer that straight away. Like if I want to go do something fun, I'm going to head outside and jump on my paddleboard. You know, I really enjoy that. It's nothing special about, mm-hmm. it's not the workout as such, it's being in that environment and doing something. Or if I'm really lucky, I'm going to grab my surfboard and I'm going to go surfing. And that's play, that's fun. Um, or, you know, ride a bike with mates, hang out, you know, do something that's active, playful, yeah. enjoyable, um, and just really make that a lifestyle factor so that I do it today, but I'll probably do it tomorrow and then X amount of years down the line. Yeah. And that's because you want to do it, isn't it? And that's a massive thing. If it, I think the thing a lot of people struggle with when it comes to exercise is they have this idea that it's a chore. It's something that you don't want to do, but you have to do. And right. it just doesn't have to be that way. Because like you say, if you can no. find something that's fun, that for you becomes playing, that you enjoy going to do, that is, as you said before, a game changer. Because then it's not something you have to try to do something you want to go and do right and that's it's one of the key factors within group fitness is that um it's centered around uh the music and music is always emotional and is intent but it's usually Mm -hmm. quite it's very enjoyable i don't know many people that don't enjoy music and when we put music to a workout and most people work out to music i've got the headphones on or there's something going on but there's a difference when you work out to it like it's the driving force um, and then there's things that I do with the clubs that I work with that changes that again. So when it comes to finding your, your exercise habit, and I don't really like using exercise as that, as that word in that, that frame, you want to find something you really enjoy. Now, most people think to be fit and healthy, you have to go to a studio or a facility. Well, over the last eight weeks, we've proven that you can do all this stuff at home yeah, or yeah. just going outside. Um, it's no longer confined to just that little thing. So for me, my encouragement is, okay, do certain things that fit the, um, the key points that you want to work on. So maybe you do want to improve your cardiovascular fitness. Let's do some cardio work. You want to improve your strength. Let's do some strength work. Can we encompass some other movement mobility patterns into that? And then what do you do as like the fun outdoorsy type movement? And granted, there might be some people listening to this or in a city uh, and maybe you don't have as access to as much free space. Well, maybe once a month you can take a trip somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. here in the UK, we're very blessed to be not very far away from anything that's totally awesome, whether it's coast, whether it's national parks. Um, and I even enjoy do wandering around the city from time to time. Certainly, if I London is only a short hop for me, and there's a there's a walk across the Thames or by the Thames that I really enjoy. And when you find the enjoyment, right, the reason to do it is not to create a physical change, or um an aesthetic change as such the enjoyment is just to enjoy doing it because the activity is awesome and you love it that shifts everything into a direction that's totally unstoppable yeah and when we talk about it being play where we talk about it as play as well using that word is something we tend to think of as something that kids do like once you get or once you grow older you know you don't go and play outside anymore you gotta work you gotta do all these things and it's kind of sad to think like that we have that mentality. Like once we grow up, that means we don't play anymore. We don't have fun. Um, right. But like you said there, that's the whole point. If we do that, then we stop having fun. We don't move as much. Whenever you see kids playing out, they're exercising. 
And that's the whole yeah. thing. Like they don't think of it that way though. It's almost like no. the terminology of things as adults, we replace playing with exercise, but they're actually the same thing. There's a seriousness that comes with adults when it comes to exercise. And I think that's a lot of the kind of the media attention or the influencer attention to you have to be something like you have to look like this or you have to move like this or you have to like, that's all cool. But if we're looking at exercise and just in moving our body in, a, in any way possible and maybe getting the heart rate up a little bit, well, then we can choose any activity. Now, I'll tell you what, we can reframe this for people real quick. I haven't seen an adult alive that doesn't love to go to a party. And if there's a bouncy castle, they're all over it. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like the, one of the most fun things to do. Yeah. Now, you you and I the kids could, to leave and then never right, it's like, on, yeah. I'm getting in with the kids. We're having bounce together. We have a good time. If it's a party, you know, with the family yeah. or something like that. But you and I could break down the anatomy and physiology of what's going on and mm -hmm. how the benefits are happening. And we could look at, you know, something as quite complex as the lymphatic system and when you jump up and down, that lymph fluid starts to move. Now, those who don't know what the lymphatic system is, it's this system that takes away all the toxins and ships them out of the way. Mm -hmm. And so even, you know, as a trainer, I know all these things, but I don't need to necessarily tell clients that. I'm like, well, if you yeah. love going, jumping about, just go to come to, I think the company is a place at the trampoline parks. Yeah, yeah. Go start with that. Go do that once a week. Take your kids there. Go bounce around. Do it for an hour. Let me know how you feel. They're going to have a really, really good time. There's lovely family bonding going on, or they're going with their partner or friends or whatever. And they have exercised without even knowing. Yeah. I mean, the other, the other classic one is, um, is when you go out and, you know, maybe the, the weekend or special occasions, you hit the club or something, you hit the dance floor, you get your dance on. I mean, I don't know many people that haven't come off the dance floor at a wedding or anything like that. A bit of a sweaty mess after all the classic songs <laughs> have come on. Right, that's exercise. Yeah. But it's also fun. So we can re reframe how we move and why we move and put it towards an activity that um, encapsulates us spiritually and mentally as well as emotionally. Oh, you're going to catapult forward in, in keeping yeah. adherence to your exercise program. Yeah, definitely. We mentioned earlier the kind of the importance of continuing to move and everything as we get older and as you know we age and the reason we would want to do that um we also mentioned that you of course work at a summer camp which is for kids uh, throughout the summers and that's where we met so what is you know why do you do that as well you know, what what got you into wanting to focus on helping kids be active in that way how'd you end up there well, my involvement in camp goes back a long way. I first went to summer camp um, in, in 1996, uh, you know, as just coming out of my A-levels. And the reason why I went was I was desperately trying to get a basketball scholarship. <laughs> and this is a time where getting recruited out to the US was borderline impossible. We're talking VHS tapes. We're talking snail mail. We're not talking the fast internet that we've got now. So I thought, let me go out there. Maybe I'll impress a coach and maybe I'll get picked up. What I didn't anticipate on finding was home. Mm -hmm. a home away from home and a group of people that are like-minded like myself and i've always enjoyed coaching children when i was in sixth form um, i coached two of our basketball teams and i was you know 17 18 at the time and i'm coaching the 14 and 15 um, and you know helping out with the pe lessons i was studying pe at the time and i had a good skill set around other sports so i could help those maybe not as uh, skilled as I was or just a, you know, a helping hand in that activity. So the, the seed for me coaching children was planted pretty early. 
Um, but my passion, the reason why I kind of went with summer camp and then took a real world job for a little while and then came back is that opportunity to want to be back in the camp setting, which is um, if I could bottle that up and sell it, I'd be a really rich man. The environment, the feeling that everything we get from summer camp is like gold. Uh, I can't describe it. And only if you've been there will you ever know. But the reason to coach children is I wanted to make a difference, not just today, but tomorrow. And now we're all aware in the fitness industry of how the direction of the health status within the world and with our country is going. And certainly, you know, that within children and the rise of obesity, I don't really like chucking in the, the bigger words because they're quite powerful and they, you know, can make people feel a certain way. But there is a, there is a rise, there's a noted rise in that. And children are governed by their, their parents or their adults or their, their, their care or whoever's, whoever's looking after them. They don't necessarily make the choices. And so if I can impact um, children's lives in movement at an early age, giving them some really good messages about, it's not about how you look. Yeah. Um, it's about how you feel, what you enjoy doing, um, having fun with others, teamwork, cooperation, you know, the whole sports ethos. Just remove the winning for a little bit unless you want to go down that team sport route. And I want to do that at an early age so that this world becomes a healthier, fitter planet. And that is literally my driver. I love it. And like you said, the, you know, it's, it's the kids' parents or the ones who look after them that kind of dictate what they do day to day. Um, and in a lot of ways, that then kind of determines how they're likely to end up. And so, like you say, is that you kind of trying to just drop some nuggets in there that would, you know, it may be that that child doesn't necessarily come from the healthiest family, like the best habits in the house and things like that. If you can drop a few nuggets in there, then that might shift a couple of things so that, you know, they don't go in the same direction and like you say, become healthier for themselves in the future. Right. Absolutely. It's typically what I do. First of all, let me just chat about as any parents listening, you are doing an incredible job. Let me just, let's get that out there. Every parent out there is doing an incredible job. Why? Because they're working with the unknown. There isn't a, there's all these books out there to how to become a parent. And I'm not, you know, there's just a caveat in there. I'm not a parent. I am an uncle. Um, but nobody actually has the blueprint to tell you what to do. And you only can act on the knowledge that you've got. And yeah. so there's definitely going to be parents out there that may not be as privy to, or have the education that professionals like us have. And it's our job to help the parents not to um, put any fingers at them, oh, your child is like this, and they say that it's okay. Let's work together to move forward. And with the kids, it's like, okay, this is, what do you wanna learn, what do you wanna do? So the programs we run in the US is, um, or certainly anything that I do with children, I want to help them find an activity or movement they love and let yeah. them bond and play with that. Whether that's a sport, and I'm a big, big advocate of sport um, because I believe it teaches some really good life lessons. But even something as simple as um, like circus style stuff. I have one quick story. There was a, a child at camp and kind of didn't, she didn't feel like she fitted in in certain spaces. You know, didn't feel she was a sports person, didn't quite feel she was gymnastics and came to us at fitness because, you know, we have all kinds of different activities. And I said to her, you know, what kind of things do you want to do? What do you feel like you want to do? And she didn't really know. I said, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what you do. I'm going to teach you how to juggle. Now, quick, quick note, I can only juggle three balls, but three, juggling three balls to a 10 or 12-year-old is still pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so over the series of 
uh, that first kind of hour, we kind of got the grips of why we're doing this. Now, it may not be a big movement activity, but trust me, you drop those balls enough time, you have to bend down and pick them up or they yeah. roll away. You have to go and get them. We are moving all the time. Yeah. So when I look at this and when I look at children or where I work with adults, it's like, how can I make this as enjoyable as possible? Now, she absolutely adored trying to learn this skill because it was engaging. And we make it fun. We made it a game. Yeah. She came back every day, every single day until she'd got it down. And then we had built rapport and confidence. I said, right, why don't you try this? I'll do it with you. Let's have a mini workout. We'll do three juggles and then we've got to go here and back. And then we just start to build the exercise program in air quotes there, you know, into something that's a bit more dynamic. So ultimately to facilitate children, to get them to move, it's about taking something that's pure fun, yeah. making it gamify it and then expanding beyond that. Yeah. It's one of those as well. Like that girl would likely end up going home, showing her parents this new thing she could do. And then, you know, all of them then could end up spending hours together with the parents now trying to juggle and then the parents are right more. so of course it then yeah. can have a knock-on effect back the other way the ripple effects in the pond are huge yeah. if you get them right it's as always when i speak to parents out in the us when we're doing tours or anything it's when i tell them it's like I'm not just thinking about your child's movement and exercise here at camp today i'm actually trying to set and sow the seeds for them today and when they become adults mm -hmm. so the, the activities we do within the fitness component at camp is, are always centered around enjoyment and play and i know that if i can sow that seed deep enough and make it all the things i need to make it when they go home they will probably look to participate in that again and they're going to need a parent to that maybe the parent gets involved but also you know 20 years down the line when maybe they're in college or finishing college or an adult and they're looking to be healthy and healthy involves moving oh actually i used to really love doing zumba i'm yeah. gonna go and find a dance-based class or actually i really enjoyed the strength training i used to make that really fun i'm gonna go and find a club that's kind of along those same lines mm -hmm. and the, the the biggest point is when we can bring the family unit together and do it together now i don't have necessarily any control over that aspect but i'm telling you if a kid loves something enough that parent's getting pulled into it one way or another whether it's yeah. taking them to the activities or practicing with them you know, and then becomes more than just that child doing an activity. Now becomes a family unit, however that family's made up, doing awesome things. Yeah. And that is everything. I think any fitness professional will tell you if they can get children and their parents moving and plant a seed of fun and enjoyment that carries on forever, you've literally done the holy grail. Yeah. Yeah, massively. For anyone just being conscious of time, we're running low. For anyone that's listening, as a parent and you know they may be wanting to get their kids more active or be more active themselves but they're feeling stuck because the kids in the house now because it's lockdown yeah or my holidays are coming up anyway you know what kind of things might you suggest for that they could maybe try doing either with the kids or getting the kids to do things like that yes i think first and foremost um we as adults will need to always try need to try to be the role model the example so if, if a parent is sat down a lot on phone or watching um, TV, then we need to, you know, we can't blame the kid for doing exactly the same. So as an adult, I have to take responsibility and maybe do something I necessarily don't want to do at that time, but for the benefit of the little one. Uh, and hopefully they grow to love the activities together. 
anytime you can get up. Now there's loads of um, you know Instagram workouts out there. You know, let's bring someone into the mix that's very popular. Joe Wicks did a whole series um, on T on YouTube for PE lessons just to get people yeah, moving. Yeah. And I know plenty of parents, plenty of mums who are just becoming teachers because they got thrown into this situation yeah. using that time as PE time. And that's fantastic. Um, creating some kind of game that requires them to move, just playing in general, you know, build forts, you know, upstairs, downstairs, like move stuff around. Like that's all going to benefit. Kick, if you have outdoor space, now I don't have outdoor space personally, but if you have an outdoor space, kick that football, throw that ball, yeah. you know, create a game around it. If you do have to go to a park, same kind of thing. But I would always encourage parents not to sit and watch if, if they can participate. Because in a child's eyes, when they see their idol, their role model, their everything doing these things, nothing is more powerful. Yeah. Um, so if you're a parent or a, a, a carer or someone who's, you know, has responsibility, like I'm an uncle, when I go and see my niece and nephew, which I hope will be sometime soon because I miss them dearly, is that it would be very easy for me to, you know, sit on the phone after I've, you know, been there for a little while. So I've been there for the entire day. Very easy when you sit on the phone, but no, no, okay, what do we want to do? Let's go do some Lego. All right, cool. Let's go chuck this Frisbee around. Let's go outside. Let's walk around. Let's go look at trees. Yeah. Let's go do some rubbings on the trees. Anything that gets you moving. But as, a, as an adult, as a parent, you have to facilitate that and be the driving force. Yeah. Love that, man. Lo loads of little ideas there of things you can do. And like you said, take the, take the exercise idea out of it. Yes. That's probably like part of the, the thing that blocks off a lot of ideas for parents of wanting the kids to be more active. But like we said before, that idea that we tend to have as adults of what exercise is can probably hold us back from thinking, oh, well, the kid's not going to want to get on the treadmill. Do you know what I mean? Because we don't want to no. do that either, half the time. I mean, to, I mean, to be honest, getting on the treadmill ain't exactly the most fun activity going. Exactly. I mean, I can't, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, if you're a parent at home and you have an outdoor space, you know, draw a hopscotch on the tarmac, yeah, yeah. on the cement, and just play that for 30 minutes. I'm telling you, the kids were entertained. There's a game that I play in the US. Um, it's uh, rock, paper, scissors. I think everybody knows that game. But we put uh, hula hoops out. So you have to jump into the hula hoop, and where you meet, you have to do the rock, paper, scissor. And you have teams. So if you win, you get to hop through. And the idea is you get a point if you hop to the end. I'm telling you right now, the, the kids would play this for hours. Yeah. Without even lifting an eyebrow, to, can you change it? Because when you make it, make it entertaining, engaging, fun, and there's a little bit of teamwork in there, you know, working with others, the game will fly, and they don't have to be super complicated. You know, the simpler the better in my eyes. But I always like to get involved. Um, sometimes I will try and win, um, <laughs> but most most of the times I'm just there to play in, yeah. in any way, shape, or form I can. Yeah, that's all been amazing. Like I said, there's been loads of quality ideas for any parents listening to start getting themselves moving more the kids moving more giving them some ideas for things to do during the day and uh, we're pretty much going to run out of time in a second uh, but it's all been brilliant if you get any last minute things you would want to mention for anybody listening yeah just take it one day at a time if you've got any kind of um, exercise goals or aesthetic goals just go one step at a time start with what you enjoy doing or find something you enjoy doing Try and do it with others. I know that's really difficult right now, but we'll just throw this all the way forward. You know, working out with others or exercising with others, proven, proven to improve your consistency. 
Uh, and if you do love group exercise, go and find, or if you've never done it, go find some group exercise when it's back open. Mm -hmm. Join in the mix, whether it's cycling, dance, martial arts based, on a bike, have a go. See yeah. what you think. Drag some friends along. Have a good time. The only outcome is you move. Not burn calories, not look better, just move. And if you go with that outcome, I promise, promise, promise you, you'll have a much better time and you'll keep it going for longer. Fantastic. Love it. Right, well, it's been awesome talking to you, Alan, and catching up a little bit. Amazing. It's been so long. Hopefully we get to do it again. And if anybody, anybody wants to get in contact with me, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I spend a lot of my time. I answer all my DMs. I'll uh, send any videos and happily give any information I can to help people be more successful with that. It's coaching with children or moving yourselves. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, we'll pop all the links so people can get in contact with you in the descriptions for the show and everything. Uh, but apart from that, thanks for taking the time to be with us, mate. Thank you for having me. Thanks for letting me be on here and uh, all the best. So guys, I hope you all enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you want to get in touch with Alan or maybe even join in one of his classes if you're nearby, you can find links to Alan's social media in the description for the show. So thanks for tuning in to Nutri IQ Radio this week. If you haven't already, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be amazing. If you're watching on YouTube, if you could give the video a like, that would be a massive help. And make sure you also subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you want to follow us around social media, make sure you like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram at NutriIQ without the dash, and you can also now follow us on Twitter at NutriIQ Official. See you next week.